Quarantine South Florida. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome. Community Matters Time, where we give you resources, information that you, your loved ones, your friends, your family, everybody, coworkers, they can use it. So if it doesn't apply to you, you can't use it, pass the information on. You can always go to 99jamsmiami.com to, to check out past episodes and see what other nonprofits and organizations are doing in our community, because that's the most important part. It's all about our community, and I love that so this morning we are speaking to the ceo of doing good in the hood miss kim jackson good morning kim how are you good morning i'm fantastic how are you super cindy i am good i'm so happy i interviewed you during the pandemic online virtually and to have you in the studio live in person is just awesome and i'm really a pleasure to meet you in person same here i'm so excited (laughs) yes and you have a busy day today and we're going to talk about that but first what is doing good in the hood well doing good in the hood is the name of our 501c3 nonprofit organization Mm -hmm. we were established back in 2014 um, with just a group of friends hanging out on Mm -hmm. facebook and we started doing good in our communities how awesome just like on Facebook, you guys are there talking back and forth like we do on Facebook. And you're like, yo, let's do some good stuff in the community where we live. Exactly. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, we started getting together. We started doing good in the hood. But we started choosing neighborhoods that needed the most. Mm-hmm. When a lot of times when you have big major events, um, a lot of the people who lack transportation or lack finances or access to get to those events, they miss out. Mm-hmm. So we take our events directly in the middle of the neighborhoods that need it the most. That is so awesome. So, okay, so you're on Facebook with your friends. How did the conversation even start about giving back? Or were you guys individually doing things in the community to give back and then just said, why don't we join forces? Or how did that come about? It actually started at the death of Eric Gardner. Mm. Um, so I called a meeting to let's talk, to figure out, because at that time, I don't know if you remember, everybody was talking about boycott Target, boycott, yeah. boycott everything. Yeah. And so um, we got together. I had about 150 people in a room, mm-hmm. and it was very chaotic. Mm. Everybody had their own idea. No one would listen. And so... Because the anger, you were like, we were like so angry, emotional. Oh, my gosh, hmm. yes. And it was sitting back just watching and watching everybody frustrate their, I mean, release their anger, I realized that there's a need. Before we can even boycott or do anything, we have to first meet the people in the community's immediate need. Mm -hmm. And that's how Doing Good in the Hood actually started. We came together. We agreed that, okay, we have all these ideas, but first, if we're going to tell them to boycott, how are we going to meet their needs? How are people going to listen if they have needs met? Mm -hmm. So in order to change the communities, we had to first impact the communities by addressing their immediate needs. That's smart because we we want them to stop doing something that they usually do. Okay, but now what? I've stopped. Now how do I? Exactly. That's a that's a perfect way. When putting together the the um, nonprofit, how did you come up with the name Doing Good in the Hood? It's so catchy, and I can't believe no one else had it. How about that? I'm so excited. <laughs> we trademarked that name, too. Okay, that's what uh, I'm talking about. <laughs> um, it was uh, action. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we were doing. We were doing good in the hood, in the neighborhoods, and we took that name, and we made it ours. And I love the way that, you you know, part of your mission of doing good in the hood, it says to serve. That's such a broad, it opens, it leaves the window open to serve in so many capacities and so many lanes because there's so much need in so many lanes. Yes, 
Yes. We 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 serve. So in serving, let's let's just say like a regular doing good in hood event, a community giveaway. Mm-hmm. In that event, you're gonna have I've had a father come up to me and say, Hey, I'm not gonna take this stuff because I don't need it, but what I really need is an outlet for my son. I want to get him involved. I don't have the finances or I don't know how to start. Mm. We can connect that father to coaches or something. I've had um, people come up and say, hey, I really want to work. I don't want to keep getting handouts, but I don't have my birth certificate. Or I don't wow. have my social security card. So we will make provision for that person to go and get their social security card so they can get a job to work. Sometimes... Outside looking in, the situations aren't as they appear. And sometimes we can be very judgmental. So I Hmm. really enjoy being in the hood, serving, talking, laughing. You'd be surprised the stories that you hear from the people and the children. You know, we've had situations where children are fighting at the event, and I have to jump in the middle of them (laughs) and say, we are not. And, you know, I'll go race them. Uh, We'll redirect that energy and, and race or play with them and just show them attention. A lot of times... That's all some of them need, this attention. Um, you, you guys teamed up in 2014. How did the pandemic affect your mission of what you had to do since everything shut down completely and everybody separated? Was the need still um, noticeable to you, and how did you guys deal with that? The pandemic made it really, really hard because a lot of the volunteers were affected. So we mm. have volunteers from... Atlanta, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, that come. If I'm doing an event in Florida, they will fly down and come. So it made it challenging for them to come. But as far as meeting the needs of the people, we never stopped. We served during the entire pandemic. We did an, an, an event each month. High five to you. Where does Doing Good in the Hood get their resources? Like, how do you, you know, find, is it donations? Is it, you know, filing for grants? It's a little bit of of everything. It's a little bit of everything. But you surprisingly, most of our contributions come from Facebook. Our Facebook friends. Facebook is our friend. (laughs) People that we know Mm. um, in the community. Now, since I've been here in Florida, I've had the opportunity to partner with some really fantastic nonprofit organizations. And to me, that is just amazing, the collaboration. So I also get assistance from others as well as we help others. Kim, where do you think you get your giving heart? Because it's just like your demeanor. You're like, it seems like you're so giving and your heart is so invested. And do it. don't cry. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is um, your your heart is really invested? Because I'm very passionate about my community. That's why I do this show. I have my nonprofit. Like the community means so much to me. You could have just been talking about the Eric Gardner situation that happened in New York, not even locally. Where do you think you get your giving heart? Um, I think my giving heart comes from my life story. The mm. things that I've endured and I've encountered. Yes. Um, you know, growing up, foster care, abuse, and just all of that stuff. Mm. I think I made a decision very, very young. I wasn't going to be that way, and I wasn't going to allow my situations to dictate my life. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, I'm always looking for the good. I'm always looking for a positive, you know what I'm saying, instead of a negative. And so in turn, I just love people. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what, I love people. I try to make them happy. I try to make them smile. If I'm going through a drive-thru, I'm going to say something to make them laugh. If they frown and The grumpy worker and handing you your bag. I'm the same way too. I just love people. Uh, now you just said a minute ago your life story um 
share as much as you want, but what is your life story? Like, what happened? You said you grew up in foster care. Was it in South Florida, or where did you grow up? No, I'm actually from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. So I, uh, my mother passed when I was seven, mm-hmm. and I grew up with uh, a stepfather. Mm. And so the stepfather was abusive to me, and mm. it eventually it landed me into foster care, mm-hmm. um, where I was the only African-American in the home. And so that's where I met mom, and I call mm. him dad. And mm. mom and dad, they raised me. Um, I always, sometimes I say I'm biracial because I see things from another perspective as opposed to as an African-American. So yeah. my outlook on things are a lot different, um, mm. like the whole picture. But in spite of that, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. I have seven children. I have five grandchildren. And no matter what, I've never stopped. I teach my children to give. I teach my children to love, um, to sow. You reap what you sow. And mm-hmm. I think just because of that, I've just been I've been blessed, you know. You know what? Definitely, like, you, you're looking at you, you do not reflect the story that you just told me. You are, like, the epitome of black does not crack. You're absolutely beautiful. And to say you're a grandmother of five and you have seven children, girl, you look good, girl. You look good, Thank Kim. You. Definitely a survivor <laughs> right here. You're yes, a ma'am. warrior, not a worrier. How about that? That yes, part. I, I like love that. that. <laughs> you can use it. I always say okay. it sometimes when I, I feel the need to say it. Um what do you like there's listeners that looking at you you would never think you went through what you went through there's a lot of listeners right now listening that are either currently going through things or have gone through things what advice do you have to the people listening that have obstacle after obstacle the advice that maybe you tell yourself to keep pushing and not give up uh what I tell, well, Cindy, and I didn't tell you, I, I ended up here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I left Atlanta where I owned a home, mm-hmm. had a business, mm-hmm. and I came here for love. And that love lasted all of two months. Mm. And so my children and I was displaced for a while. So you lived in Atlanta, had your home with your children, relocated here on the dream of that the person you were, I guess, dealing with was honest about their situation and you got here and two months later it crashed yes ma'am and so what did you do my children and i we were displaced Mm. um i had to talk it was it was really a lot i had to remain strong i had to pray i had to cry when the children weren't looking but i kept looking for the good you know even in spite of even while i was in that situation i continued to do doing good in the hood events because Mm. that gave me hope being around others and sharing love um but it was hard it was hard. And so in in spite of that, I, I like I said, I prayed with my children. I told them it's going to be okay, you mm-hmm. know. Kept looking. Um, let's see. I would say, no, don't, you're okay. I would say that, I know it sounds may sound cliche to some, but when you have faith, it, like you refuse Because I've had things happen to me as well. When you refuse to let these obstacles become a stop sign and you just speed bump over them, whether it takes you two minutes to drive over it or five months to drive over it, as long as you drive over it and don't let it stop you, that's what the goal is and the bottom line of dealing with things. Because we all have tragedy in our lives, Mm -hmm. PTSD. I mean, like people might think PTSD is only for veterans and people who've gone to war. The things that we're living through right now in these times 
is PTSD to keep moving and be optimistic about life and to remain friendly, as you say. It it just seems like your your heart is so big and kind. Like you really just seem like a really kind person. And I'm so glad I met you in person because I did. I remember now that you're telling me the story because I interview so many people. I remember your story now, but it was virtually, and right. so I couldn't give you a hug. So now you're sitting in front of me. Oh, I just gave you a big hug, and we're gonna <laughs> hug after we get off these mics because we're sitting across from each other. But just to keep spreading the word, because you could have definitely quit, and you didn't, and you're doing good in the hood. Yes. And too bad you trademarked that, because I wanted to use that too. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things that you're, like, um, proud of with doing good in the hood? Because I know there's probably so many things that you've done that we don't even know about, that it's not on the news or anything like that. Just the, the little thing could mean so much to, you know, the person that you're helping. Some of the things that I'm proud of, uh, actually, just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, my son-in-law, he drove, he drives tractor trailers. Okay. We loaded up his tractor trailers with relief items, donations, and things that we've collected, and we went to Fort Myers. Hurricane but I Ian. I did not want to go just to Fort Myers. Mm-hmm. I kept seeing the articles from people in the Dunbar community that was saying they weren't getting Our aid. black, brown community that were never shown on the news, that we didn't even know about. Because I was watching the news. That was something I brought up. Like, I'm very unfamiliar with those areas. Mm-hmm. Are there, where's the black area? Like, right. the black, brown community? Because I didn't see them on the news needing help. So I thought everybody was straight, right. you know? And I had a lot of people tell me, like, why are you taking all of that stuff down there? Everything's good now. Mm-mm. I says, it's not. When we got to Dunbar... There are tarps all over the roofs. Mm. There's still trash and debris everywhere. And this was just a couple weeks ago. Mm. And the people were in need. But we took that truck down there. We took food, clothes, brand new clothes, brand new shoes, toiletries, bleach, everything. And Mm. it was such a good time. The people were so receptive. They stayed. They danced. The kids laughed and played. I was really, really excited um, about that event. Um, I've done, I've been to... Over 22 cities mm-hmm. already um, was doing good in the hood. And we also did a relief effort in Haiti. So I'm really excited about that yes. in the United States. Um, my Fishing for Success program what is, is that? huge. Uh, where we're teaching underprivileged children mm-hmm. how to fish. The fundamentals well, of fishing. That is so therapeutic when you're just sitting there waiting for a fish to bite your line. Oh, my gosh. It's so excited. The children. Um, Love it. The basketball players at the mm-hmm. school, the children in the community, watching them try to uh, bait with a mm-hmm. worm. And they're squirming <laughs> and screaming and everything. It was so much fun. But everybody eventually caught a fish. They learned patience. They learned um, how to protect the environment. It was Awesome. awesome. Yes, awesome. it sounds amazing. Because so how many kids really get the chance to go f- sit there still and fish? And exactly. we don't think about doing something yeah. like that. Cause... And eat. They were, they were wanting to keep the fish to eat. but <laughs> <laughs> Can I fry him? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But we didn't keep the fish. It was catch and release. So mm. we have that program. We also have a mentoring program mm-hmm. where we take um, teenage children um, to the University of Miami, and mm-hmm. we teach them life skills. So we're working in a concession stand. Most of the children don't know how to count back change, much mm. less speak to people, give eye contact. You know, great customer service is almost a thing of the past now. Yes. So it's I'm big on customer service, so it's an honor for me to be able to teach children how to speak correctly, how to give eye contact, how to count back change, you know, mm-hmm. how to be confident yeah. in what they're doing. So that's another program that I'm proud you of. You know, the whole thing, too, is with social media, 
kids just look at their phone or the screen and not face to face with real talking people. And that's another one of the problems that are just so much. You know what I mean? So I think um, that is an awesome thing. Definitely. You're showing me pictures of all the things that you do. And that is so amazing. I love it. And the, the smiles are incredible. The people that you're, you know, hate, um, helping in the state of Florida. You say here f families from the North Lauderdale community the impacting the world one community at a time and that's what it is about one community at a time yes, you don't have to overwhelm yourselves with trying to help 10 communities at once one project at a time one project at a time and, and so many people get help yes and the the amazing part um let's just say when we did the event in miami we did overtown mm -hmm. uh, we gave away um we supplied toys and toiletries and things to over 700 families. Whoa. The people that volunteered, the next time we went to another city, we went to Hallandale Beach area, mm -hmm. people from Miami came to help and give back. Oh. So each time we go, we grow larger because people are paying it forward. They're joining the movement. How awesome. So the people that received help are now helping you give the help in, an, in a else. different community. Yes. Well, let's talk about it. It's the holidays. Things are rough. People are like, you know what I mean? Needing help. These grocery prices are totally insane. So Doing Good in the Hood is having a Thanksgiving giveaway in Pompano Beach. So let's talk about that. Why did you decide, maybe it's because of what I just said, why did you decide to do a giveaway during the holiday season of Thanksgiving? It's exactly what you said because mm -hmm. people are struggling, you know. Um, people basically just trying to pay rent. Yeah. Pay rent, keep a roof over their head, you know, if they have a car, things like that. So a lot of times little things like toothpaste, basic necessities, basic necessities hmm. they lack. Yeah. You know, um, when you go into stores now, you see the shelves are always empty. <laughs> you can never find anything. So this is a perfect time. We don't want people to be overwhelmed or mm -hmm. burdened or depressed because they don't have. We want to try to meet, help them meet that need. Mm. So give us some information about your Thanksgiving um, giveaway. It's going to be in Pompano Beach. Yes. At Where is it going to be located? That's the Ali Community Center, Cultural Arts Center. Okay. So we're going to be there. It's 353 Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard, mm -hmm. and that's Pompano. Um, it's going to be this Sunday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Awesome. So it's actually today, later on today from 1 to 4, you'll be out there with your volunteers doing good in the hood. Is it open to everyone? Do they have to be in a car? Like, are people just walking up? How is it going to work? It is open to everyone. We ask that you have a need. Mm. We, you know, we don't, we're not going to turn anyone away, but if you don't have a need, come Please. and volunteer. Don't come yeah. and take from someone that really needs. Really needs it. What if, you know, I've, I've noticed I'm um, doing farm share food drives that I've done that there's like three families in one car. If they do pull up, is that open? Like, what are some of the things that you'll be giving away today, later today? Oh, my gosh. Today we have uh, food items. We mm -hmm. have pans and things um, for families to cook with. Mm. We have brand new shoes clothes, mm -hmm. toiletries, um, household items as well. So we'll have a live DJ. And um, today, Papano is also doing a Light Up the City event oh, um, at 4. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun-filled day today in Pompano. 
So, I mean, and if you maybe know a neighbor that isn't doing well or someone, a family in your church that has a need, pull up for them or pull up with them, get the stuff for them and take it back. But, I mean, I really want to reiterate what Kim said. Like, I think a lot of people are in need right now, but know what you're in need of. Like, please let the leave the greedy <laughs> Um, at home or wherever you're going to put it. Just shove it in a trash can. And just honestly, if you truly need help or know someone who needs help, make your way to 353 Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard, the Ali Cultural Center, you said? Yes. And that's in Pompano from 1 to 4 today. I really appreciate you coming by on the day of your event. I don't know if I could do the, um, <laughs> press on the day of my event. I'd be going crazy right now. But um, also, if you'd like to donate for today's event, you could text the word Give G I V E to 561 933 Again, text the word give to 561 933 If they donate, if they text that number to give, can they give whatever amount they choose? Or, or oh, like, absolutely. No amount is too small or too large. Yeah, because yes. it all adds up and helps some family. But what's so crazy is. The giving doesn't stop there because, Kim, you are doing good in the hood. And let's talk about, oh, man, we already see the Santa Clauses in the stores and the green and red Christmas time. So you are doing a Christmas community giveaway. And that one is happening on Sunday, December 18th at the same place at the Ollie Cultural Arts Center. Shouts to the whole staff and team at the yes, Ollie Cultural Arts Center. Beach. Definitely giving back. Again, that address is 353 Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard from 1 to 4 again. Let's talk about the Christmas Christmas community giveaway what are like because you're in the communities boots on the ground walking through meeting people what what do you think this year because this year the economy inflation what are some of the vibes that you're getting for Christmas this year I don't see a lot of people really shopping and going all out this year. Mm -hmm. Again, people are just trying to meet their basic needs. Yeah. So um, we're going to give them, we're going to have toys. We're going to have something from every, everyone, mm -hmm. from the little baby all the way to mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So everyone can receive something, some type of gift, some type of love offering, if you may. Um, but in the community, really everyone is really struggling with just Keeping a roof over their head yes. and just surviving right now. Daily, daily survival. Yeah, survival at the fittest. Um, and like again, if you want to donate to the Christmas community giveaway, you can again text the word "give" and the number is five six one. 933-7613. And make sure you follow Kim and Doing Good in the Hood on all social media platforms at D-G-I-T-H-U-S-A. Again, that's D-G-I-T-H-U-S-A. Kim, 2022 is almost over, right around the corner. What are your hopes for and goals for 2023 with Doing Good in the Hood? My goals for 2023 with Doing Good in the Hood, we are definitely looking for a space. So we would like to have our own office space right now. We're renting several storage units mm -hmm. to maintain and keep our tents, our things like that. Um, we would definitely, um, we're looking to get us some transportation mm -hmm. um, to have. Um, right now, my truck is the transportation. <laughs> and always it's stuff down. with stuff. <laughs> all, all the time. But to get a transportation so that we can do more. When we do the mentoring, a lot of the children don't have transportation. Mm. So I'm picking them up in my car. I would like to be able to have enough 
to carry them all. Um, last time, I think I had eight teenagers. I picked up so we had to be there at eight o'clock so i'm up at six o'clock in the morning picking up children to take them so that they can have an opportunity to learn um so uh, transportation and a place um another thing i've noticed in a lot of the communities even though we have parks and recreation mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of camps um or places for children to learn how to interact with each other yeah. i know we have our phones but um Face-to-face -face interaction, yeah, yeah. feeling, touch, ball, yeah. Dodgeball, laughing you know, in person. Yeah, have a good time. So um, we definitely want to um, grow our mentoring program, mm -hmm. grow our give-back program, and eventually offer a space, um, like I said, for students to be able to come and learn and grow. That is so awesome. So we've been speaking to Kim, who is the founder and CEO of Doing Good in the Hood. And we appreciate you again. Remember, later today in the city of Pompano Beach, she is having a Thanksgiving giveaway. And it's at the Ali Cultural Center. And that's located at 353 Dr. Martin Luther King Boulevard in Pompano from 1 to 4 p.m. today. We wish you luck and Everything for today's event, the Christmas event, and keep us updated with everything that you're doing. And high five to you for just everything that you're turning all the hardships in your life into positive, you know, energy. And it was just a pleasure meeting you in person. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Super Cindy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No worries. Your girl, Super Cindy, 99 Jams.